I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. How's it going, everyone? Thank you for taking the time of your day to listen to the Western-centric podcast. I am your host, Colton Davies, and alongside me is my co-host, Matthew Zader. Today, we will be talking about changes that are coming to the podcast and some new info heading forward. We'll be talking about the Kia's CHL Top 10 rankings. 15 WHL players were named to participate in the 2022 NHL Top Prospects game. And then, of course, we'll talk a little bit more about the IIHF confirming that the World Juniors will restart in the summertime. So... I thought it'd be best to start things off with just the podcast changes and what's just kind of happening in our personal world. Um, I no longer work for the hockey writers. I now am working for nation network. Um, so I write for the Canucks army. Now uh, that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm a Canucks contributor. And just like Matthew, he is also a Vancouver Canucks contributor. I'll get him to explain a little bit more about what he does. Um, just what I think we're going to do here is this will it's going to be a bit separated, um, but we're going to have a lot more interviews coming up. Uh, we've got a couple interviews coming up here in the next couple of weeks that I'm excited to bring to you guys. And yeah, so you guys, I'll have some links down below that you guys can check out stuff for our work, our personal work. And Matthew, you can just uh, tell tell the fans what you do. Yeah, like uh, Colin said, I'm I'm still with the Hawk Writers, a uh, big part of them. Uh, I'm the media editor over there. I'm also a Canucks uh, credentialed writer. And uh, yeah, I cover the Canucks prospects, um, news, profiles, a whole bunch of stuff. I've probably read my work already if, if you've followed me on Twitter. Um, yeah, so I, I cover a lot of that. I also cover the NHL draft um, and uh, the profiles and stuff like that and rankings, which I just came out with those as well. And then uh, this podcast, which is uh, WHL um, focused. So yeah, it's, it's still fun to do it, uh, even though we're not aff- affiliated with the hockey writers, but uh, I'm still over there. I'm still uh, contributing to the site. And so uh, don't worry, I'm not, I'm not gone. So I'm still, I'm still, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm still yeah, a, bit the of, hockey writer, so. a bit of confusion for sure. Um, a lot of stuff has happened over the last couple of weeks, obviously in my life. Um, 
so just yeah just a lot of new things coming um we're excited though you know western center can keep going that's the one thing that we both were trying to make sure um could be a possibility still moving forward and uh we're excited to bring you guys more episodes and interviews with uh former uh, whl players current players and even some uh writers as well um but we'll move along now uh so let's talk about the CHL's top 10 rankings that were just released. Uh, you know, Winnipeg Ice obviously on top. The Edmonton Oil Kings sit at third. The Silver Tips sit at fourth. The Winterhawks at fifth. The Blazers at sixth. And then an honorable mention goes to the Seattle Thunderbirds. I mean, just an all-around domination by the Western Hockey League. Uh, what are your thoughts about that, Matthew? Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy how many of the, the teams up there are WHL. Um you know, the OHL is kind of further down in the first one. Where's the first one? The seventh, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy on how how many WHL teams are in that top 10. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the Memorial Cup shakes out then, because there's only one one team that can go. So <laughs> it's yeah. uh, it's going to be interesting to see who is the one that does go to the Memorial Cup, because there's so many strong teams in the WHL this year. And um, of course, Winnipeg Ice just leading the way. Um, Edmonton Oil Kings have been strong all year. Um, Everett too, and the Blazers. I mean, that just you can go on and on, and it's going to be fun. Now the playoffs are going to be a real fun time because there's going to be some strong teams taken out uh, really early. I think so too. I think we. Uh, I think there will be an upset or two for sure. Um, it's. I'm excited for the playoffs. This is like it's. Like you were saying, it's going to be a challenge. Like, and there's only one team from the WHL that can represent the WHL, so it's going to be it's going to be crazy to see what happens. Um, I know when I was with the hockey writers and I wrote my WHL season preview, I predicted the Winnipeg Ice will play the Blazers in the WHL final. So we'll see how close I get to that. <laughs> um, we'll see. But you know, like a, a team like Everett, though, it's just. They're so good, but that U.S. division, three teams in the U.S. division in this, I guess Seattle's not in the top 10, but they're an honorable mention. I mean, yeah, that U.S. division going forward is going to be such a hard one to to play in. Oh, yeah. Um, like I say, it's a, it's there's going to be some strong teams taking out really early and, uh, you know, and some there could be some upsets, too, or, or teams that are. Um, but again, there's going to be so much strong teams. I don't know if you could call it really upsets, right? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah I think like, I don't think, uh, I don't think a team like Everett or, you know, any of these top 10 teams are going to get swept by any means, but I think, you know, it could go the distance to seven games and there could be, could be an upset for sure in that case. Yeah. Yeah. True. But we'll move things along. Um, some WHL players were named to the top prospects game. You want to give a rundown of that? Yeah, so 15 uh, players were named to the top prospects game, which is which is really good. Uh, and that's uh, going Wednesday, March 23rd. Um, so in about a month, um, you yep. know, we're, we're kind of, it'll be just after the NHL trade deadline. Uh, so it should get some some focus because guess what people turn to right after that is the, the, is draft. the draft. So yep. there's a lot of these guys in here that are going to be high draft picks, uh, first, second rounders. And they're going to have a big focus on the scouts are just going to take and that team's just going to start focusing on that because trade deadline's done. So there's going to be a lot of these guys are going to have, they're squarely focused on them. So, yeah, so that's March 23rd Kitchener Memorial auditorium. And uh, yeah, so there's a few, quite a few notable names on this list that are going, 
uh, amongst them, uh, Mason Bullpit from the Spokane Chiefs, uh, Tyler Brennan from the Prince George Cougars, um, Reed Dyke uh, from the Swift Current Broncos, uh, Kevin Korchinski from the Seattle Thunderbirds, uh, Matt Slinger from the Countless Blazers, Moose Jaw Warriors is Denton Matejchuk going, uh, Owen Pickering from the Swift Current Broncos, uh, Josh Philman from the Swift Current Broncos, uh, Jaeger Furcus from the Moose Jaw Warriors, uh, Connor Geeky from the Winnipeg Ice, Jordan Gustafson from the Seattle Thunderbirds, uh, Fraser Minton from the Countless Blazers, and uh, Matthew Seminoff is also going from the Countless Blazers as well. Uh, Matthew Savoy from the Winnipeg Ice and Reed Schaefer from the Seattle Thunderbirds. So there's uh, some good representation of teams there. And it's no surprise. A lot of them are from the top teams in the WHL. So um, yeah, amongst some guys I'm kind of looking for is like, I've always loved wa- watching Matthew Seminoff. I'm going to be watching him, uh, Matthew Savoy as well. So, I mean, there's some big names in this list. Uh, those are the three I'm kind of looking at, but uh Denton Matejchuk is another one. I want to see what yeah. he does at this, uh, you know, in this game. So it's going to be fun to watch. There's so much talent that's going to be uh, going to be showcased. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm excited too. I, oh, I'll be honest. I haven't quite looked at what the OHL and the QMJHL is sending. Um, but, you know, just from a WHL standpoint of what, you know, what's representing the WHL, there's good representation, like you said, and, you know, a couple of teams have, uh, you know, a handful of guys, the Broncos and the Blazers both have three going. Um, so it's, it's exciting times for the WHL and for, for some of these clubs who just are producing such top end or high end talent. Um, I'm really excited to see obviously Matthew Seminoff and <laughs> Fraser Minton and Matt Lindgren, but, you know, outside of my biased opinion of the Blazers, I, I can't wait to watch Jaeger Ferkus and Denton yeah. Taychuk. Um, I'm a really big fan of Matejchuk. I, I think he's the best WHL defenseman available. I think he's one of the best defensemen available outside of Simone Nemec in this year's draft. Yeah. Um, you know, Kevin Korchinski gets a lot of love, but I truly believe Matejchuk will, is the all around better defenseman. Uh, I'm excited to see what they can do. And Jordan Gustafson is another guy that I am a pretty big fan of. Um, and he seems to just kind of be floating that middle middle round type second round third round material and he's somebody who has 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 that potential as well to break out and i think you know the the prospects game is always something that is used for players to you know better showcase themselves and of course that's what it's that's what it's for it's a showcase yeah um but i think you know some of these players will definitely be able to step out of their bubble and produce and prove to scouts why they're nhl talent well, see that, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, this, this game is because the world juniors were, um, we're going to talk about that next. Um, yeah. You know, this, this is going to be something that these guys are going to, this is their chance to kind of, I know a lot of these guys are already kind of solidified as a first round pick or whatever, but yeah. some of these other guys that are kind of on the, on the cusp, you know, on, you know, early second round, maybe will maybe push themselves into a first round discussion if they have a really good, really good game. So um, scouts are going to be looking. So, you know, we'll see what they can do because it's going to be fun to see um, just seeing them play because uh, against the best of, of the best of the other leagues. So, and, and that's, that's always fun to see. Yeah. Yeah. I agreed. I think, um, I think, you know, 
when you look back at past prospects games too, there hasn't been many players who have gone unnoticed. Almost every player has been able to showcase themselves, get their time on the ice and do what they need to do to prove to scouts and GMs um, what their talent is. Uh, I'm excited to see Tyler Brennan. I, you know, he's somebody that's, he's obviously we've talked about him before and he's probably the number one goalie in this draft mm-hmm. i guess but yeah i say so yeah yeah and you just 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 to have him representing i think he'll be good and i think he's somebody that could push that first round you know he's first round talent but he's got to get over that over that hump and i think this is yeah this will be his chance to do so um prince george obviously isn't going to be going on any dream run here so no. <laughs> this is this, that's what he'll use, right? So it'll be good. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So the silver tips and the Blazers, of course, you just continue to talk about these couple teams um, are the first WHL teams to clinch playoff berths. Um, no surprise. Um, silver tips have been on an absolute tear. The Blazers had a really good start to their season, kind of trailed off for a little bit, but picked it back up. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I, we just talked about the U.S. division being so loaded all, all, already, but I think you know Everett and Kamloops could be could could be the Western Conference final, almost maybe. Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, I, they can definitely they're definitely going to be in the conversation of being there. Um, and it's no surprise they're the first teams to clinch. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the way they've been playing this year, it's it's really no surprise at all. Um, so I mean. We'll see how they can, because there's quite a bit of the season still to go. Um, and what with in any league, when teams clinch so early, um, they run the risk of kind of falling into that um, lull where you're like, you know, we're not playing for much anymore. So, um, yeah. you know, they could be playing for the division, but I mean, that could be something that they could kind of push for. But once you've clinched, it's kind of that competitive, competitive. I mean, I don't want to say you start resting on your laurels but it's just it's inevitable to to see because you start thinking that well what do we have to play for we're going to make the playoffs so but they're just too good of a team i don't think they're gonna that's gonna happen but there's always the risk of it yeah absolutely you know and i was listening to a radio show this morning with marty hastings a countless blazers reporter and he was talking about how it's a it's a critical situation right now for a lot of teams um, dealing with injuries heading into playoffs. And then of course, with the Blazers dealing with Dylan Garan being injured and that's a big blow to the team. But the best thing about that is Garan is, is already back skating. He'll be, he'll be back um, by, you know, he'll be back in the next couple of weeks, but they have Dylan Ernst as the backup right now. And he's another guy who's just not getting that attention heading into this draft. And we've talked about him before, um, just a guy that seems to be floating under the radar, but you know, a lot of teams are dealing with uh, dealing with a lot heading into the playoffs and it's going to be really interesting. I think if we get them, even if we get like a matchup, like, like a Kamloops and Everett second round matchup, like a semifinals type situation that could, that could be a, that'll be a crazy series because both of those teams are top teams and I'm excited. I'm very excited heading, (laughs) heading into playoffs here. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun um, to watch how uh, how this all plays out because it's just like we said before, there's so many strong teams and it's going to be some good hockey to watch. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, one guy I just wanted to give a little 
shout out to, I was listening to that uh, report this morning with Marty Hastings and he was talking about Dalen Kiefler and Dalen Kiefler is a Blazers forward who's really turned his season around this year. He has 25 goals in 49 games so far. Um, He's a kid who just previous, the last two seasons put up four goals in each season and he's at 25 elite prospects has him projected to hit 34 points uh, or 34 goals. Sorry. Uh, with a total of 50 points in 67 games. The thing about Kiefler is he is just the classic meat and potatoes. He blocks shots. He sacrifices his body, does everything to sacrifice for his team. He'll fight you. He leads the Blazers in fights. Um, just an all-around grinder. And he's somebody who could make that Blazers run good. You know, mm-hmm. you've got talent on the first line, you've got talent on the second line, and then you've got this 25 goal scorer on the third line. Um, so it just goes to show the depth of what some of these teams have. Um, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to give a little little shout out to him. I'm, his, he's been doing great, and I'm excited to see what he can do moving forward. He had, he of course is a Phoenix, um, former Phoenix resident, so he has ties to the Coyotes organization. He has ties to Shane Doan. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see, you know, it's cool to see players just change their game completely Yeah, and well, just turn around. What kind of reminds me, and I, I mean, it just popped into my head right now is that um, turnaround of that Milan Lucic type um, right. because Lucic, when he started with the giants, he was not a goal scorer. He was more that, you know, grinder um, yeah. fighter, that type of guy. It wouldn't score very much. I think he had pretty much the same similar numbers, like four or five goals, and then all of a sudden he broke out with a 30 goal season. So, and look to be now power forward and well, look what he's done in the NHL. But um, yeah, you know, I, it kind of just, he, he popped in my head right away when you were talking about him because, yep. you know, talking about uh, Kiefler because he's done the similar thing. I mean, yes, he's, and the thing is Lucic was still a fighter. He just started scoring goals. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly. what he's doing too. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting, you know, when, you know, fighting and that whole physicality side of hockey is like, it went downhill for a bit, didn't really seem to be much of it. This year, it seems to have picked up again. I think maybe a lot of it has to do with just fans being back in the buildings and just wanting to have that extra emotion in the game and extra emotion in general. But regardless, I mean, 37 points and 49 games on the third line, that's, that's pretty good numbers. That, that's so, really good numbers. <laughs> I just wanted to give the nod to him, little little Western centric bump to him there. Um, but we'll move on. Double uh, IHF World Juniors are going to restart in August. Um, what are your thoughts, Matthew? We, I mean, I'm excited, but do we see the same teams, or are well, we going to see new teams? Yeah, well, I, I'm I echo that. I'm excited to see it um, rescheduled. I mean, I we probably thought we definitely thought it was going to be. But, yeah. uh, you know, in August, right after the draft, a lot of these top prospects are, you know, will be, will be drafted. So you're looking at like a guy like Shane Wright, um, he'll be now repping his, a new team, NHL yep. team. So yep. he's not going to be trying to showcase himself for the draft. He's going to be trying to showcase himself for the team that just drafted him. So um, it's going to be a different dynamic for some of these guys, but, you know, as you say, with the different teams, it could happen. Um, they're allowed to pick new rosters. I mean, as much as what I think it's kind of unfair because, you know, you pick a guy to go in the, you know, in the last, you know, the tournament was in December 
And yeah. now you're saying, oh no, we're going to pick someone else. And now that dream yeah. is dashed, right? It, it's, it sucks for some of those guys that could happen because some yeah. other guys that may have not had a good season before have kind of turned it up. And then, you know, the teams are like, well, we want him over this other guy. So I hope that doesn't happen too much because it is, it is a little unfair for some of these guys that got all the attention and, you know, that they were picked and maybe it was been a surprise they were picked maybe in December and now they're not going to be. So, yep. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think I had this conversation with a, a buddy of mine and um, there's a couple players on Canada that I could see being replaced. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll just say who I think they are, I guess, but Will Cooley and Elliot Dayanay, I could yeah. see them being replaced for guys like Matthew Savoy. Yeah. Connor Geeky, just two people that just come to mind right from the WHL. There's loads of other players. I think, I think what we'll see is they'll probably keep the same team as much as they can. My question though, is guys like Owen power, Cole Perfetti, those players, are they going to be, are they going to get released? Because I don't know if Winnipeg, you know, I don't know if Winnipeg or Buffalo, are going to want to have to deal with having a player go to world juniors, potentially risk an injury before training camp, right? These are guys who are guaranteed NHL spots. I mean, Mason McTavish is another, Yeah, but you know, it's the chance to play at the international level. It's, it's a high, high level of hockey. It'll be interesting. I think if anything though, those will be some of those guys like the NHL, type ready players they won't be the ones to come back but i think that'll be a personal decision i think they'll be yeah. asked to come back and they'll decline yeah it, it's like it's hard yeah, to say obviously it's hard to say what what'll happen with them because yeah like you said it's you know power hasn't signed he hasn't signed an nhl contract yet has he i don't think nope he i don't nope. no he's still in, he's still with michigan yes so he hasn't. he hasn't signed a contract with the sabers um you know, the Sabres may try to get him signed here. Um, I still see power going for his last year um, at Michigan. Yeah. You know, I, my buddy said that too. And you know, you you guys could be right. I, I, you know, he could just want to ride that out for one more year. That Michigan team is nasty. It is. And the thing is he, he just kind of strikes me as a guy that wants to finish his education and finish. Yeah. Um, be at Michigan and get all the, you know, all the accolades or whatever uh, wants to win with them. Um, Probably wants to win an NCAA championship at one point. So, I mean, that's a big thing and they have a big chance of doing it and they're going to be adding a few other guys next year from this draft. So, or from the last draft or whatever. I mean, there are some other guys that are going to be added. So that team is going to be even more stacked. Why wouldn't you want to try to get a championship with before you yeah. go to the NHL, right? So. I think I think you're right. I think he does stay one more year. It'll be interesting. Yeah, because Beniers is in that boat too. Um, yep. You know, Beniers is, you know, Seattle's going to probably try to get him over uh, <laughs> um, and start playing with them because yeah. he's definitely NHL ready, I think. Seattle definitely needs him. <laughs> definitely need him. <laughs> but <laughs> I think very again, well use he strikes them. me as a guy that wants to finish his stuff at Michigan. So, yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. No, I it, it will be interesting, and I think like you, I my whole thing with why the NHL why NHL clubs wouldn't allow certain players to go, it just goes back to the Kirby Doc incident. Yeah, yeah. Chicago lets Kirby yeah. Doc go, and he breaks his hand or wrist, whatever he did. His first he, game, 
her first game few like, shifts i think like what do you do and then i mean obviously the the blackhawks are just a whole different topic but i mean like <laughs> as an organization what do you do you just you would i would feel so bad about sending that player yeah but like I, you can't predict stuff like that. That's the problem no. too. And that's the thing with any international things, you know, you send guys to the Olympics, you could lose. Like I remember the Canucks won that one Olympics, they lost Sammy Salo and Matthias Oland. And they were in a playoff push right after the Olympics. And they had two of the right. best defense and were gone. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it can happen. Yeah, absolutely. It can, but I'm excited. You know, it's going to be a, it's a whole new tournament. Um, it's going to be, you know, they've reset the schedule, reset everything. Um, it's going to be, Super exciting to, I mean, again, watch Connor Bedard, Montvey Mishkov, that whole, you know, gang of guys yeah. go at it the next year's draft. But then that, that even brings me to think of guys like Tanner Howe and Zach Benson. Could they make the World Juniors mm. team? Like, yeah, Tanner Howe, maybe not so much, but Zachary Benson's been on fire this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. And that's what these teams are going to have to you're gonna be looking at, because can we make a stronger team? And that's what they're going to look. I mean, yeah. can, can we go and get stronger by adding someone different than what we picked before because yeah like Savoy's the biggest the biggest example to me because I was surprised he wasn't taken in the first place and he's been just ripping up the WHL and you know if I was candid I'd be like well you know we add him and just kind of get rid of a guy that's maybe on the fringe was on the fringe in the first place so yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what happens I, I feel for the guys that may not you know, all of a sudden they get a call and they say, Oh no, you're not on the team now. It's going to be tough, but it's going to be also, and this is something else in August, they're going to have the, that world juniors in August. And they're going to have another world juniors a few months later. So yeah, (laughs) it's very true. And we have the U18s coming up in March or April too. Yeah. So I mean, like there's just tournaments all over the place here that'll allow for, I mean, tons of these guys to get recognition and get, get playing time. Um, I think, yeah, I think Hockey Canada just needs to maybe just come out and just say, like, hey, um, we're going to keep the same team or, hey, we're going to look at, you know, um, potentially making some roster moves. And then that way, nobody on the team feels like they've made the team. Yeah, that's like a whole new thing, right? It, it just, yeah, they need to be, you know, I think the decisions will come here in the next couple months, too. Um one of the guests that we are having on here in the next couple of weeks, uh, we'll get really into some world juniors talk with him. Um, so we'll, we'll, that'll be good. You guys will love that. Um, but we'll, we'll move on from the world juniors now. Um, but we're excited. That's, that's about it. <laughs> um, so Portland Winterhawks goaltender, Taylor Gauthier set a record. Um, I believe it was a franchise record, WHL record. Um, so he was acquired by Portland via a trade in December and now holds a 9-0-0 record or held a 9-0-0 record at the time to go along with a 1.33 goals against average and a 0.954, a 0.954 save percentage and three shutouts. That was a mouthful. My bad. <laughs> um, but Gautier's WHL record shutout streak was set or the WHL record streak was set during the 1967-68 campaign when Chris Worthy of the Flin Flon Bombers went 265 minutes and 13 seconds without surrendering a goal. That was from December 23rd, 1967 through to January 13th, 1968. That was a long time ago. Holy cow. Oh, so Gautier sets a new record. Absolutely crazy. I mean, good for him. I mean, that's just, that's the, 
it's a record in the WHL now. I mean, but what a turnaround for him. That's a guy who gets traded from a team that eh, wasn't doing so well with, with, with Prince George. And he comes to Portland and just turns and turns it around, lights it up. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, that's great. And, and the thing is, there's another example of um, you go to a stronger team and now maybe your goal. T- and, and that's the thing about having, you know, you're looking at a goaltender and trying to evaluate him is who, what type of team are they playing with? Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's why sometimes you see these turnarounds because, well, now they're playing against with a team that's not giving up a ton of high danger chances and they can actually show what they actually are made of. That could be an example of that. I mean, Goche is a good goaltender, but it could be because Portland's a good team as well. So, yep. But yeah, yeah good for always, him. That's what yeah. good for him. It's great to see that. And uh, that's amazing numbers. I mean, that's insane numbers. I just saw him to break a record that's been that old. Yeah. Like that that old long ago. Like, that's right? what's crazy so, to me is nobody's broke. You think about some of the goaltenders that have been in through the Western Hockey League. Like, it's just mind blowing that that's something that has never been been surpassed until now. Uh, crazy, yeah. But there's so many that. great goaltenders in the WHL. That that's time. what I've been thinking. Like, there's <laughs> been so many guys who have came through the WHL. It's just wild to me. But I mean, you know, shout out to him. Um, good for him. You know, Portland. Obviously, we talked about the U.S. division earlier. Uh, Portland's got a good chance to go on another deep run. Always been a team that's had good players, though. I mean, they've always. Yeah always been able to produce top end talent. I remember, um, you know, 2011, 2012 and 12 and 13, when they had guys like Ty Ratty, uh, Brad Ross, Derek Pouliot and Nino Niederreiter. Um, and they just went on this tear and they played Edmonton. Like they played the oil Kings, like two out of three years in the WHL finals. It was just <laughs> nuts. Such a good, good teams. Yeah. Yeah. It's I remember some of the, some of the guys they used they had too, and yeah, they they've had some good players. I can't think of anyone on top of my head right now, um, but I know they've. That's a team that's that's been around. I think maybe not. I don't know if Yannick Hansen played for Portland. No, well, I'm not sure. I know he played um, for the WHL team, but I'm not sure. Yeah, he did. I do recall that. Um, so just some alumni news, just to kind of finish things off here. Um, so. I was just reading this this morning, but in just his second NHL start, third appearance, though, uh, Logan Thompson, a former Brandon Wheat Kings goaltender from 2014 to 2018, picked up his first career NHL win in a 4-1 to victory over the San Jose Sharks for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, the 24-year-old's from Calgary. Uh, he's played uh, in the AHL with Henderson, uh, where he has a 13-8-4 record with a pair of shutouts but he gets called up and he plays a couple games, picked up his first win. So good for him. Nice. I mean, Vegas is, that's a, that's a good team to be a part of. Um, good, good atmosphere. I mean, playing in Vegas would be kind of unreal. Um, you get pretty distracted playing in Vegas. I feel yeah, like, right. but uh, good for him. You know, it's always nice to see WHL alumni getting, getting out there and, you know, a 24 year old goaltender. I mean, he's a young kid um, and former Brandon Wheat King. So good for him. And yeah. then just some other more alumni news just to, you know, recap things. Uh, Trey Fix Wolanski, uh, former Edmonton Oil King, who played from 2016 to 2019, uh, was reassigned to the Cleveland Monsters uh, yesterday. 
but he was called up on an emergency basis by the Blue Jackets where he played in five games and actually scored his first career goal in his first career game. So good for him. Um, This season with the Monsters, he has 19 points in 23 games. Uh, Another guy who went late in the draft and is finding a role with Columbus. Um, What what do you make about those two alumni? Yeah, Trey Fixolansky is a guy that's been on – he's been talked about a lot on Union Junction on – podcast over the hockey race here columbus blue jackets and yeah they're there's he's been playing really well and it was a surprise to a lot of people that he got sent down again um you know he was playing really well in the bottom six and but i mean i'm sure he'll be back i you know he keeps going like that and now he's shown that he can play in the nhl and and provide a role you know provide something in that bottom six for a team that's you know, kind of showcasing, I mean, I don't think the blue jackets are making the playoffs. Um, so, I mean, they're going to start getting to a point where they're going to start sh- having spots open and they're going to just use that to showcase players. And he's going to have a chance to kind of have a rehearsal for next year. So yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of young guys going to be called up uh, soon, depending on what blue jackets do f- with trades. I mean, they may be trading some guys, so he's going to have another chance. I'm sure he'll be back um, pretty soon. Um, as you know, for the Golden Knights, uh, that's great to see any goaltender, I'd say, at any point um, coming in and, and playing for the, in the NHL and not being a high-end guy. I love yeah. seeing that. So same thing, um, J.F. Barubi um, in Columbus, oh, yeah. too. That's another guy that's been kind of just bouncing around. And, yep. and he played really well uh, coming up for Columbus there, too. Got his uh, first win in a while. So, yeah. Yeah, it's great to see, and uh, in in Vancouver here too with Spencer Martin, uh, see mm-hmm. guys. So I mean, uh, Former I just WHLer. love seeing that, right? So, yeah, I agree. We talk a lot about goalies on here. Um, we're big goalie guys. We love goalies. Uh, <laughs> you guys haven't figured that out. We love goalies, and I love the the grinders and the fighters, and obviously the goal scorers too. But you know, I, I just have that olden thoughts because I grew up with my dad watching hockey. But you know, we we love goalies, and it's you know, it's great to see guys just, you know, come out of their shell. And it's like, we've talked about multiple times before on podcast, on our episodes here. It's that's the number one, like they have such a length of development that it takes, it takes, takes some time, you know, not every goaltender is going to be a, a, a Martin Brodeur or a Henrik no. Lundqvist or a Jonathan quick or a, a, the list goes on and on and on, you know, some goalies take example four or five years to get into the NHL. So look, you look at, we've talked about him before. You look at Thatcher Demko. I mean, Demko is really coming around now, really starting to figure out his game. Last couple seasons, he's been so solid. um, And I'm excited, but you know, something about Trey Fix Wolanski that I just noticed he's five foot seven. He's pretty small. small. Yeah. Seventh round pick in 2018, former hundred points, put up a hundred points in his last year with the oil Kings that, you know, we talk a bit about, you know, prospects and, um, you know, what certain teams, how they draft. Columbus has been really good at drafting lately, I've noticed. They've got yeah. guys like, you know, look at Cole Sillinger. Just out, out of nowhere, he makes the NHL. I, I wouldn't say out of nowhere. I mean, a lot of people thought he had the potential to do so. But, you know, he makes the NHL and he's just lighting it up. Like, he's doing really well. Yeah. And you look at guys that, you know, Igor Trinikov yeah, and, yeah. you know, other guys that they've drafted like Corson Solomons and Stanislav Svozil and 
all this i i'm i'm a fan i gotta yeah. say what yarmo kekalainen and what the blue jackets are doing it's exciting stuff yeah they're they're yeah they've done really well with drafting lately and again this year they got another couple first round picks yeah <laughs> and maybe yep. another one i mean they may be trading max domi for another first round pick at one point here i don't know yeah um so, I mean, Gus Nyquist has been discussed as being in there too. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to get a third uh, first round pick in this draft. And this draft is, I'd say strong in the first two rounds. And um, if they can somehow get another first round pick for next year, <laughs> like next year's draft is even more loaded in the first round. So yeah, I next love what, year's draft. Yeah. The next year. Oh my gosh. Um, that one's going to be fun. That one's going to be fun. It, it's going to, that's going to be great. So I think like, yeah, like with that, you're going to see a lot of top end talent just <laughs> like in the first like few rounds. It's crazy. Yeah, I, that one's probably the best since what? 20. What is the last one that got a ton? It's like 2015. Yeah. Because that one was the one that had like, there. yeah, 2015 has like uh, McDavid, Eichel, Wierenski, um, uh Wait, maybe not Zach Wierenski. Uh oh. But it's got it's got quite a few guys. But obviously, McDavid and Eichel, obviously, you know, are the head of that. Kyle Connor. Um, yeah. But you know, it, it's exciting to see. Like you know, you get these drafts every once in a while that are just loaded with talent, and it's it's super cool. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be interesting to see what teams do with in that one because, um, in trades, I mean, you know, first round picks are coveted anytime, but. In that draft, I think they're worth way more. I'd say that if you're trading a first round pick from that draft, you better be sure you're getting something really good in return because that draft, whatever pick you get in that first round, I think you're going to get a pretty elite player. So, yep. Now be careful with those ones. Um, yep. You know, we are, I mean, the, our guy, Connor Bedard, he's going to go number one. So, yeah. he, it's going to be crazy just because there it's, there's not only that generational talent with Bedard, but then you have Mitch Kopp, and then you have Dalibor Dvorsky and you've got Fantilli and Adam Fantilli and <laughs> you know, another guy in the BCHL, Matthew Wood, Matthew Wood just yeah. destroying the BCHL right now. And he's going to college next year. I mean, it's, I'm excited, very excited, you know, good, good representation. Um, and Matthew Wood, though, just one comment. If the Regina Pats can get Matthew Wood instead of oh. him going to the NCAA, they have Tanner Howe, they have Matthew Wood, and they have Connor Bedard. <laughs> like, it, I, if I was Regina, I would be figuring out every way possible to get that kid in Regina to play yeah. next year. The problem is, uh, I like, I did a bit of research on him uh, for Prospect Corner, and he sounds like he wants to go to NC, the NCAA route. It's going to take yeah. a lot to convince him. I think big, uh, big Kent Johnson fan. So he wants to follow that. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to follow his his footsteps. And oh, talking about you know, Kent Johnson, there's another Columbus Blue Jackets guy. There, there's another blue. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, funny thing too, he was drafted originally in the WHL draft by Everett, and Everett could not sign him for the life of them. And he was so dead set on going to Michigan to play in Michigan. Yeah um that that's what he did but good for him you know it's not you know as much as i love the whl i i love when guys just you know go out of their way don't do the normal thing and just go to the ncaa yeah well these are the 
these are the guys that they care more about. Um, I'm not saying that anyone plays in WHL doesn't care about their future and their education. I'm not saying that, but um, a lot of these guys, that's what they want to do. They want to have something afterwards, you know, have a degree, have education after they finish hockey or whatever happens. Cause hockey's not a guarantee. Um, yeah. You know, NHL is not guaranteed. So, I mean, you have to have something. And even, even if it is, I mean, you play 10 years or whatever. And it, sometimes people are, guys are lucky to play that long. And even if you are, you're in your thirties. So, I mean, you still have a whole life ahead of you. So yeah, a lot of these guys, that's what they want to do. And in Matthew Woods case, I, I was looking at him and, you know, there's out there that he's got a GPA over four. So, I mean, he's a smart guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No. So definitely got a reason to go to college. Yeah. <laughs> But I think, uh, yeah, I'm excited. And uh, I think heading into that draft and heading into this draft, there's there's just a lot of WHL talent. I mean, we'll, we've got a guest coming up here who will just, we'll get right into prospects and talk with him more about it. Um, very excited to bring you guys that here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I do believe we have our interview with him on Thursday. Um, I won't spoil it. But yeah, very, very looking forward to that. Um, but I think that about does it for today's episode. Uh, so as I said in the intro today, um, we will have some links down below. I'll figure out how to do it, obviously, um, to some of our work, just our profiles where you can check out our uh, our personal work, what we do outside of Western Centric, of course. Um, but, you know, thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. We're now kind of on our own, doing our own little thing with it. But uh, we're, you know, we're looking forward to what the future has. Um, so I hope you guys all have a great day. If you guys have any questions or comments, uh, shoot us a message at Western centric on Twitter, and we'll be happily to uh, answer them and talk about it on the next podcast. Alrighty. Later boys. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.